Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. Our scenario is entitled Homecoming. It was written by Thomas McKeon, who is also our game master. Our recap will be given by Ken Trench as his character, William, and this is episode 11. So, without further delay, let's continue our journey into the darkness. Ken? We've been betrayed. I had a horrible vision last night. A man standing looking at me with a grotesque smile in my hotel room. I nearly fainted. I put the light on. He was gone. I tried to sleep. I think I might have slept, but I woke up to what has seemed like some kind of nightmare. Dexter Fowler has betrayed us. Has Dexter Fowler betrayed us? The ledger has gone, disappeared, taken from the safety deposit box, and we know Dexter was there at the bank without us. He's lying to us. Did he betray us? First thing this morning, we went to the hospital to see how Mr. Hawk and the professor were doing after that shootout. Mr. Hawk managed to get himself out of his bed, and I don't know how, but got up and came with us to head out. First of all, we went to the P.O. box of Gaios, and there we found $10,000 in a paper bag. I've got that money in my pockets. Then we noticed a, paper, a newspaper story. It said this, city employee found dead young man Virgil Bleeker, who was the man that met us on the bridge that night, found strung up, made to look like a suicide. We know that things are pressing in on us now. Felix calls his dear little mother and tells her to get out of town to visit Aunt, Aunt Judy. We're afraid not just for our own safety, but for some of our family. She tells Mr. Epstein that the police were looking for him. We told Greta, the reporter, to stay safe at the hotel, and we carried on to the Schubert Theatre, where Felix met an old friend, Joey, Joey Walsh. It seems that they added a separate layer to that theatre downstairs during the rezoning. And uh, Joey told, told Mr. Epstein to come round after 4.30, he could have a look around. When we left that theatre, we met the state investigator standing outside waiting on us, two men in suits with badges. I think they're the real deal. We need to get that ledger, ledger to them or their superiors. They give us the lowdown. Converse at the city imported a $10,000 car, which he couldn't afford. The books were being manipulated for the committee, laundering money, they tell us. Timothy might have blackmailed the committee. Giles was the man on the inside. He was their man. And Timothy is the lead suspect in Giles' death. Who is funneling money into the city? We need to give them the ledger, but it's gone. It's stolen. We've been betrayed. Have we been betrayed? Dexter Fowler visited the bank on his own, accessed the safety deposit box. He just lied to us about it right now. The ace we had up our sleeve to, put, prove, uh, to prove the corruption in City Hall is gone. Dexter must have taken it, or maybe he was paid to take it. Here we are now, with a threat on us and our friend. 
if he is our friend, betraying us. Thomas. Thank you, Ken. All right, so we are going to begin with where you guys left off last episode, which was literally leaving the bank with with Fowler in tow. If you remember, you guys grabbed him and were shuffling him out of the bank. Uh, Thompson is not here with you. He is still at the hospital. Um, we'll have to go back and pick him up. Yeah. Uh, where were we going next? Um, that was never 100% defined, especially now because of Fowler's betrayal thing. You guys went from uh, the uh, you went from the post office to the theater, the theater to the bank. Um, there was talk about going back to your guys' hotel room and getting your stuff because that stall is still at the Hillcrest. You got to transfer it over to the Gerard. Um, but also, what? there was talk about Converse because you guys have his address now. Let's drop by the hotel, the hospital, since it's around the corner, and. Uh... And see if Henry's okay. Okay. Before we chop off Fowler's head. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I think it's not possible for us to go to to be in the car with Fowler and not confront him. Yes. Why? Um, where Where is it, Fowler? Did you take it? You took it, didn't you? Um. Me. Are you I trying to protect it. Protecting it, that could be possibility. Uh, you would know. Come on. Okay, you're, you're giving yourself up here. Where can we Where pick up a, a small wash tub and um, some cement powder? Mm -hmm. uh, cement powder is easy to get. A wash tub, you know, you just go down to the dump by the wharf. You'll find one probably there. Just a couple of coffee cans. Oh, yeah. You just do that. Hmm, that'll work. Go down to the docks and just grab two of them off of the of the dock, off the pier. Couple of buckets. Dexter. I'm not telling you where it is. So you do know you did take it. Damn it. God damn you. Where the fuck what why the fuck would you take it? I don't I'm not telling you guys that it'll you'll see. <laughs> I pull out my gun and I hold it to Dexter's head face. Right to his face. Okay. Fucking Letcher. You who is you driving? Oh, Dexter's driving. <laughs> okay. Dexter, what would you like to do? A gun has been pulled on you. And you're driving. I know I'm driving. I'm like, you better not do that. You all see the the three of you in the back, you see the gun pulled on him. I'm imagining Hawk is in the passenger seat and Fowler's in the driver's seat. Did somebody put this put you up to this? I ain't telling anything, so you could you could shoot me, do whatever you want, but you'll never you'll never get the ledger. You're willing to die for the ledger? Like I said, you could you could try and shoot me, but you'll never get the ledger. Hmm. Maybe shooting you is too good. Come on, Dexter. Where's the ledger? Why did you take it? Not saying anything. 
You don't have to say anything. I mean, look, there are only there are two groups of people who want the, who want the ledger. The Seabury Commission, who we were going to take it to anyway, and the corrupt bastards of it incriminates. So given that we were going to take it to the Seabury Commission and it would have got to them if we'd found it, that only leaves one other group of people that you could possibly have been hiding it on behalf of. It's an open and shut case. How much did Walker pay you? Traffic has blocked up. You are stopped at an intersection. It's not looking like it's going to clear anytime soon. Okay. That just gives us more time. Like I said, I ain't saying anything. So. Mr. Fowler, don't you realize as long as you have that hidden away, you're endangering all of our lives? William gets a boomerang ready. Dexter. Yes. We are about that close to labeling you a villain. And if we label you a villain, we are going to get rid of you. You're going to get, you are going to get rid of me. Yes. Yes, because you are going to shoot us in the back, which as far as I'm concerned, you've just done. I cannot do anything like that. I'm doing it for my own personal. You're doing this for your publicity. You want the credit. I think you've got it, Mr. Hook. Let's just go get the ledger right now. We'll take it to the authorities, and you can give it to them. And your plan is to give the uh, the ledger to uh, the, the 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 state investigators. Is that correct? Well, I, I would have favored taking it right to the top. Yeah. Okay. Um, you may not be able to like waltz into you know someone's office but you could probably give it to someone like a paralegal or an aide at the da oh no gotta put it into hofstetter's hands or or seabury's hands well we could contact the guys that we spoke to and they could take us to forever to to deliver it yeah yeah that would be that would work yeah or if we can't get it we could just get in touch with those same guys and tell them Fowler's stolen it. I'm sure they can be very persuasive. Yeah. I did not steal it. You did steal it. <laughs> Took it without permission or without informing everyone. I mean, I think if you consult your knowledge of the law, you will find that at the very least that's theft by finding. Look, Dexter, if, if you want all the credit, that's fine. We need to get that ledger into the hands of the good guys. Uh, traffic's moving again, so you are only a few blocks from the hospital. Hmm. We got to get to the hospital and, and talk to Henry. They've probably given him a cat or something to play with. Yes, and as uh, Fowler, he turns right and he begins going through the U 
uh, road and he pulls up to the front. The nuns are actually pushing uh, Henry out um, on a wheelchair. Well, that's lucky. <laughs> there you go. They're, they're tip, tipping him out onto the road. Yeah, have they we not come along at that moment? But they've just left him there. <laughs> I don't know how lucky that would be, but we're good to see you, gentlemen. Can you bring me up to speed of what's been going on? Yeah. <laughs> You're not going to like it. Tied, tied Dexter down and get, hand you a baseball bat. I'm not going to like it. I, I probably like it a lot better than being shot several times, but go on. <sighs> Mr. Fowler took the ledger that we put away in the bank safety and deposit box. Somewhere. And he's been lying to us. I, I look at Fowler... And um, I kind of smirked, and I'm like, I'm not surprised. I mean, the man has been lying for years now. Well, I think he's just, he just wants the credit. And if that's the case, he can have the credit. But he's got to stop fooling around. You know, that's nothing new. I'll look at Paula, and I'm like, where's the ledger, Mr. Paula? I am not telling you. I see. So you're not telling us. Why aren't Why? you telling? Because um, you guys, I'm gonna like I said. I am not telling you guys. That's all I no, have to Mr. say. Mr. Fowler, Mr. Fowler, you were yes. This is the question. Why aren't you willing to tell us? Give us a simple answer. What are you planning on doing with help us? Yeah, help us understand your motivation. You know, you don't have to tell us everything, but tell us, you know, why? Why are you taking it? Why should we trust you now? I mean, I myself don't particularly trust you. I mean, I see, see how you think. Wow. You all the time in your, your fictitious show. But that's, you know, I guess show business, as, as you would call it. Tell us why we should trust you on this particular mission. I have the ledger oh, well, that, in my that's possession. Quite, that's quite evident. But and what? Why aren't you telling us? Why Why the secrecy? To us, if, if you're trying to keep secrets from us, why? that means that there's something not quite right with you. So, please, try to help us understand. Help us to not do anything drastic. And when I say that, I look at, um, I look at you, Hawk, and I look at your gun or where your, your holster is. And um, I kind of give you a nod, like, hey, if things go south, you know what to do. So are you going to oh. shoot him in the parking lot, or are you guys going to head to the hotel and shoot no, him? We're, we're, we're <laughs> Actually, asking, I'm asking. I'm waiting for him to, to answer. You know, try to, try to help us understand. This. Actually, I'd, while I'd say throw him off the roof, because of evidence. While he is him hawing, I am going to take his gun. 
you're gonna take Fowler's gun. Oh yeah, we can't trust him. Um, I would then let's see here. I guess we're gonna call that. We're gonna either call that like a dexterity check or a brawl. Um, well, he's driving the car. He can't do anything about it. I just reach over and grab his gun. It's, it's would it be a maneuver? Well, if if he's driving the it's car. Somewhere then, um, I mean, I'm going to say that he's able to do the maneuver, but at the same time, I'd need Fowler to do a drive. So, go ahead and both of you give me your rolls. A Fowler, a drive, and then Hawk, a maneuver roll. What am, I, what am I doing? There's no such thing as maneuver. What's maneuver? Grapple? Yeah, it's just grappling. Okay, I got a 57 out of 60. So I just barely made it. Okay, I'm just pulling up my character. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead and find your drive, and then roll a drive, and we'll see if uh, if there's a, if there's a little bit of a you know resistance, and if that resistance causes anything unsavory to happen. Pulling around the front end of the. He's gonna drive through the front end of the hospital. He's gonna hit the nuns. <laughs> nuns on the run. I make it. All right, so uh, as Fowler is pulling out into the street, Hawk, you reach over and you grab it and you pull it out. Um, Fowler's shocked and he's shook and he kind of puts the gas on the pedal, kind of swerves a little bit, he, but he dodges the incoming cars who honk um, and, and there are people who are walking and they kind of just rush out of the way. Um, but you guys are back on the road. So Hawk, you now have possession of his pistol. Yeah. I hand it back, back, back this back seat, hand it to whoever wants to grab it. Who will grab? i grab it. Okay, Henry grabs it. <laughs> okay. So yeah, you can't have a gun because you could, you could be. This could all be a trick, and you're just going to shoot us in the head. I would not shoot you guys in the head. Like yeah. I said, this is all steal from us or lie to us, but you do so. All right, Mr. Fowler, has somebody threatened your family to get the ledger? Look, you can trust us. We we've been together for a long time. Are you being coerced? <laughs> the man who just pulled a gun on you just says you can trust us. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, think about it. I mean, right now, he's, yeah. You can trust we, us. We trust us because we well, have you you're a lying rat. rat. <laughs> you're pointing yeah, a gun at him, aren't you? Yes. <laughs> because he he's lying to us. All right, I'm going to try to step in and hopefully not get shot in the process. All right, that's for totally fine, Tommy. Guys, this is escalating very quickly, and I'm not sure I understand why. Because why? because he's a low-down, dirty, damn rat. The one piece of evidence we have is the ledger, and he's taken it, and he's hidden it, and he won't tell us where it is. Whose ledger won't tell is us it? Why. Whose ledger is it? What do you mean, whose ledger is it? Who's, whose ledger is it? Where did you get a ledger from? Whose was it? It's It belongs to the city. Did you get it from the city? No, we got it from Timothy's safe. So wouldn't the ledger belong to Timothy then? No. 
Okay. Why would, yes. Anyway, my point is, my point is, you're making all this fuss over this ledger that you're just going to give away anyway, and we still don't even know what Fowler's um, motivations are, right? What if he's it, planning on doing that? It, Why did he tell us? Yeah, probably. Does he have to tell everybody? Yes. Okay. Then shoot him. <laughs> That's what's <laughs> going Sorry, to Fowler, I tried. <laughs> All right. Well, two of you have got guns on Fowler. What are you going to do? Are you going to shoot him in the street? We're not going to shoot him unless he doesn't unless he doesn't tell us where the damn ledger is. Oh, no, or tell, right. at least tell us why. You've That's all we're asking. We're not even asking. Well, we're asking where the ledger is. Why have you done this? First of all, the ledger is at the bank. It's not a, well, you that is the truth. The ledger is at the bank. We're not asking you where it is. We're asking you why you did this. You asked me where it was, and I'm telling you where it is. It is at the bank, and I'm telling you the truth. So you switch safety deposit boxes. Why? Because this is my own business. I trust you. It is not going to go to anybody else other than the authorities. Then why don't we take it to the authorities right now? I have to take it to the authorities by myself. Why? That I cannot tell you, but I have to take it to the authorities by myself. So, Tommy, what makes you think at this point that Dexter is not on the bad guy's side and he now has the ledger and he's going to take it to the criminals so that uh, he can get some sort of monetary reward? Why wouldn't you believe that? Or I'm just uh, trust work goes both ways. You can't tell somebody to trust you and then turn around and, and say, "Well, I don't trust you." Except that I didn't steal the ledger and hide it. Stole it out of the safe. You stole it from Samantha. Well, no. The problem here is that we are all working together as investigators. We're supposed to all be on the same side. We're still all supposed to be on the level with one another. And what Fowler is doing right now is he's acting like someone who we feel like is willing to to either destroy this evidence or take it for themselves or whatever. But you guys have been criticizing Fowler since day one. Mm. Yeah, we've got a message back at all. Have you ever heard that show? I I think I think I think that we've been cutting him slack the whole time. Okay. Good-natured uh, ripping. Well, again, shoot him. He's not going to tell you, so shoot him. Well, Tommy says we should shoot you, Dexter. Is that what you want us to do? Okay. You can shoot me, but you're not going to get the ledger if you shoot me. Well, yeah, we are. We'll just like go to the bank and find out which safety deposit box you opened when you were there, which new account you opened, and then it's obviously going to be in that if you're telling the truth, isn't it? Um, You've just told us that. 
I'm not going to ask anybody to do a com uh, uh, an intelligence roll on that because that's common knowledge. Uh, shooting someone and then going to the bank to ask which one's their safety deposit box <laughs> is. Uh, they just do it before they discover their body. Yeah. <laughs> what makes you think they would ever discover the body? We're professionals. Yeah, they'll never find it. But it will, we'll, we'll take the. I, I know some people in um, Joyzy. Can I use a persuade roll on Dexter? <laughs> I don't know. Um, Corey, if he passes the persuade roll as a hard, will you tell him the reason behind the uh, your, 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 your stealing of the ledger? Is that safe to say? Can we call it. Can we say that's that's a solid? Yes, if you can get if you can get a hard or better, you, I will tell you a persuade. A persuade. Well, and, uh, and and here's what I want you to do. I want you to make I want you to make the argument. I want you to I want you to say what you're going to say to Fowler. If it's a decent, not an intimidating argument, but a, a decent persuade, we won't do any penalty die. If it's a good persuade, we'll add a bonus die, and if it's a bad persuade, I'm going to add a penalty die. So go ahead. Look, Fowler. Despite everything, we're still we're still all in the same boat, and our lives are on the line, as are the lives of those ladies, their brother, and it seems like a lot of that hangs on that ledger. All we're going to do is take it to the the authorities right now. You can hand it to them. You can take credit for finding it. You can take credit on everything. But we got to do this. Go ahead and add a bonus die. Really? Okay. I was, and I was, I'm going to do this. Okay. okay. I, I don't need you to do that, but you can if you want to. 47 out of... Oh, wait. I got a bonus dice? Yeah, go ahead and roll the bonus die. Is that 80? That's an 80. So go ahead. 47 out of, unfortunately, only 40. So, no luck. Well, I, I throw my hands up at this. Anybody else got any ideas? Now, Fowler, I'd like to appeal to you because that was a decent persuade. You may not have to tell them the reason, but... It's a decent persuade. You may want to consider just handing over the ledger. Because it sounds like they're just going to shoot and kill you, if not. No, nah, I don't think that's what we would do. But <laughs> Okay. <laughs> We're not the bad guys. I favor drowning. I like the cement thing. Yeah, you know, it's traditional. And, and the, the, the coffee can's put one foot in so that he can still kick as he goes down. Yeah, it's, it's got a right, so. I saw I saw that in um in, in, I, I, I throw I throw I throw up my arms and um or when when we're not dry like we're not I'm not <laughs> driving. You park. Okay. I park, I'm like fine park and gesticulate. <laughs> Mirror signal gesticulation. I am going to give the ledger back to the authorities. No one's going to get 
I hope no one's going to get hurt on this, but I, like you guys probably know, is I want the glory to myself. I say I'm. Well, I'll tell you what. We can call the two uh, agents, the feds that we just met. Oh, you like that idea, do you? <laughs> um, and we can set it up so that you hand it directly over to them. What do you think? Well, that was the plan anyway. So I just needed more evidence before I handed it over. You needed more evidence? What, to All make right. it seem like you'd done the groundwork. All Mr. right, whatever. Mr. Fowler, were you working privately for these state guys? No, I wasn't. All right, we're going to go by the bank. You pick up the ledger. We'll take it to those guys right now. Uh, now, refresh my memory, Ken. Um, did you guys actually get their information? Well, uh, tried, they, yeah. they left it with um, they can contact us and we could telegram them. Okay. I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They they said uh, here's here's a PO box. Telegram us there. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah. Okay. Um, so you, we, could, you could do that. Yeah. We could okay. telegram them immediately before we even go to the bank. I'd rather wait until we've uh, oh, me. I'd, I'd rather wait until we've actually got the ledger. Um, all right. So and, very, and verified that it's the real ledger. All right. So Fowler's driving. Um, he has made a U-turn. He's going back to the bank. Um, if Fowler is okay with opening the safety deposit box, are you okay with that, Fowler? Yes, I am. Um, opening the safety deposit box reveals the ledger. Safe and sound. Uh, if you were to look through it, it's all there. Nothing's been ripped out. Nothing's been burned. Nothing's been removed. Every, all the pages are still there. See? You know, technically, I found that. I thought I found it first. But where I, I, I opened I opened the safe. That's true, you did. But Who I found yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, we yeah doubt, doubtless when you tell the story, I would have opened the safe by going, Oi vey, a ledger. <laughs> All right. That's you what have my character so often does. You have the ledger. What would you now like to do? I think that we need to drive a little ways out of the city to some obscure little diner along the road and tell the feds to meet us there so that there's no chance that somebody could be waiting for us or it's got to be a completely random and, you know, we can't do it at the apartment we, or our, our rooms. Yes, now a reminder also, um, you guys scheduled, well, at least Felix did, he scheduled a 
a not a walkthrough, but like he 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 asked to investigate the back of the theater at around six before curtains uh, before a crew call. Um, so that is also still happening, unless uh, otherwise you guys otherwise note that there Joe is expecting you. Well, shall we split the party? You could always drop me off at the theater. I mean, hey, it's a theater. What's going to happen? Somebody's going to pull out a, ba- a gun and go like that, and a little flag will come out. <laughs> I would quite like. I would quite like burned off and have to start living in in the sewer. What was that, Ken? I would quite like to go to the theater rather than sit about waiting and these guys turning up in case it ends up a shootout again. Um, who wants to go with Fowler? I'll go with Fowler. And the rest of you will go to the theater. Well, is everyone okay with that? Maybe a, maybe, a couple, maybe a couple of people should go with Fowler. Well, I can um, handle Fowler, but it's up to you. Henry, do you want to come with us? Or I'm going with you guys. Sorry. Okay, so you're going to come with us to the... Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm going to um, have your back, basically. Um, no. Of course, we can't. Henry's not coming with me. Oh, I'm going. You can't tell me what what I can do, what I cannot do, Charlie. What's wrong with Henry? I'm not going to. Honestly, you guys have been treating me like utter crap. I understand I use your names, but you treat me like utter crap. Well, stop acting like a child. Hey! For one. For one, stop acting like a child. You're you're going around wearing a serious investigation right now. You're going around playing these childish games, hiding and stealing like a little kid. Look, the sooner we can get this over with, like I said, get back to finding Timothy. I'm not. I'm not going with Thompson. So honestly, you guys, I have in my possession. There's no way I'm going with you, Thompson. Oh, got it now. Hmm. We've got it now. It's in. <clears throat> it's okay, Thompson. I'll go with him. There's probably more interesting stuff going on at the theater. I, I, I don't like the smell of this, you know. You can't be trusted. Oh, I don't trust him. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. Um, if he flinches wrong, he gives you a queer look. You're a bullet in the head. You know what, Thompson? I could end your career right now if you really wanted to. So shut the f- and really? let me do my own really? stuff. <laughs> All right. <laughs> You can hear in my career. Well, that's, get up, that's, get up, boys. Hawk <laughs> gets between. Hawk gets between. I, 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 I would like to see you do that. Power. All right, let's go. Where are you going to? Um, uh, Phil, well, first of all, how are we going to contact the feds? Uh, through a telegram. The telegram goes to the P.O. box, and they check that every three hours. Okay. So we we do that. We send a telegram. Okay. And we choose um, just some crappy diner. Larry's, Larry's diner on Route 
for the long term. Uh, yeah, just it's just I randomly picked out of the book. Yeah, sure. Something probably near that, that Norwegian freeway. Yeah, the Norwegian freeway. It's Route probably something one. up by. Uh, it's probably something up by like Lake Green or something like that, which is okay. that's fine. Um, all right. As we're, uh, as, we're, as we're traveling, Tommy, my best buddy, notices William's getting a little bit agitated and he starts kind of scratching at his neck and and yeah. looking a little bit flushed and frustrated and his, his eyes are darting about. Yes, William, um, something noticeable to the people in the back. So um, Tommy, Henry, Felix. Um, William is kind of kind of off in the corner of the car, kind of just leaning up against it, and he does not look good. He's starting to rock back and forward, and he turns to you, Tommy, and he's saying, it's, it's, it's them. It's these two are causing the trouble. These two. And he's kind of nodding in somebody's direction. This is odd behavior. And he says it out loud for everyone to hear. So everyone in the car can hear him like, just blurt this out. Can I look around? Are we being followed? Um, no. It's okay, William. It's just stress. You'll get used to it after a while. Uh, so I'll make I'm a good sorry. story for you. I'm sorry, William, if I'm causing you this. Mm. He's kind of, he's kind of, he's kind of almost growling. You know, he's like this normally like this tame guy, and he's growling. And he's saying, "You're all causing it. You're all causing it." And he's really staring at Clifton. So just, like, just you're one making thing. this happen. Does is William the only person who has the money, or does anyone else have the money? Um, it's just William. William has all the money and a brown I've paper the money. Um, I'm like, <laughs> William, you have all just. Hand me the money right now. Yeah, don't hand it to him. Come on, Fowler, we're going. You guys all have to get a, a cab or something to continue on your journey. All right. William's eyes are darting about a little bit, Tommy. Um, so. You guys are pulling up to uh, the, the, the telegram office, and that's when the car stops and William... We'll see if he if he reads it. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, William immediately screams out in pain. Are you okay? What it's, the hell? It's, it's kind of suddenly almost doubles over and just, ah! He's in, seems to be in agony. What happened? What's going on back there? It looks like he's been winded or hurt or something like that. The way he's behaving, he's kind of almost doubled over. Tommy, what's what's going Tommy, on? Tommy, open the door and can we get out of the car? Yeah, sure. So Tommy, um, you kind of scoot over everybody and you rush over to his side. I'm like, before before he goes that, William, hand over the money. We're gonna give this to the authorities now. Oh, we're not giving the money away. Screw that. We're keeping the money. <laughs> to Tommy, it looks like all of all of the air just comes out of William's lungs, and he's just like, "Come on, somebody call a doctor." Um, you know, to anybody on the street, you say that, but William looks. But it's like kind of look of peace coming over his face. Yeah, he look. He doesn't. 
he doesn't look sick. He looks, he looks, he's pale and he's, he's slightly sweating, but he looks relieved. Oh, I thought he just like blacked out or whatever. No, no, no. He, he, he seems relieved. What in the hell? You okay? Can I, I fan him, try to give him some air, give him some air. The vapors. I just kind of look a little bit sheepish and I'm like, where is it we're going next? William, are you okay? You just like freaked out on us. Yeah. I don't know. It's been a hard day. Let's just do what we're doing. What are we doing? What are we going to do next, Tommy? Uh, telegram. Telegraph office. Okay. What are you planning to do after the telegraph office? That shouldn't take very long. Well, Fowler and I are going, and they're going to the theater, right? It is about. It's about early afternoon. So you do have time to right. possibly go get your stuff um, and move it over to the new hotel or check on Greta or anything you guys really want to do. Well, I think we've got the ledger. We're in there. There's a danger factor there. We need to get out of town. We need to get the, the thing to them. And you said they check it every three hours. They might not check it for three hours. Mm-hmm but they might check it 15 minutes from now and head out there. So we need to go. Okay. So uh, we'll say that after the telegram um, is delivered or sent, uh, Fowler and Hawk take Fowler's car and they head up. Um, Which just leaves Henry, Tommy, Felix, and William to do whatever else they need to do in the city. They're going to go and wait for however long it's going to take. So what would you guys like to do? It's about 1.30, early afternoon. Um, should we go and get our luggage? Do we want to decide whether or not, like that was my suggestion to move hotels was kind of an emergency situation. Um, I didn't necessarily mean that to be permanently, but what do you guys think? Should, should we switch hotels just to be safe? Or do you think it's safe back at our other place? Um, I'm I'm for staying at the new place. It seems to be a, a nicer hotel, to be honest. I think it seemed like we hadn't been followed to the new place, so it probably makes sense to move there. Whereas they would probably have, if we were being followed before, I think. Okay. Yeah. I would say new place. Yes, yeah, so then we need to uh, transfer yeah, our luggage. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be with that as well. So. Okay. So we just need to stop at the old hotel, check out, get our luggage. Yeah. They're, 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 you guys probably did an indefinite stay, so they're probably just charging you until you come in and move your stuff out. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, we're maybe keeping a close eye to make sure there's nobody watching us when we're kind of going in, taking the stuff, and leaving. Okay. Well, um, you guys arrive at the hotel. Um, you go into the lobby. There's no concierge there. Um, he's probably doing something else right now. Um, so you guys just head up to your room. Uh, old hotel or new hotel? Sorry. Old hotel. Old. Okay. Yeah. There's just no concierge at the desk right now. It's around 1:30, so it's probably lunch. Do we have access to Hawk's room? Can we grab his stuff too, or is he gonna have to come back? Yeah, so how it's built is... Um, Let's say I gave you my key. 
Yeah, how it's built how it's built is there's there's a single door that locks and it enters into a living space and then there mm -hmm. are different rooms. It's a suite. So there's a living area and then there are bedrooms and there's about five. Okay. Yeah. Um, you guys got the most expensive suite in the hotel. Um, so, and you guys have the money for it. It's in your expenses. So, um, all right. So you just need the one key to get in. Uh, you guys head upstairs. Um, who is taking point? Who's got a gun? <laughs> well, I, I just want to get a shower, so I'm kind of... Just kind of rushing in there? Yeah. All right. Um, so Tommy and the guys behind you, you push open the door, and what you see inside is uniformed officers who are going through everything. They've kind of put your suitcases in the middle of the living room. Um, the concierge is standing there kind of meekly. Um, they kind of look up at you, and there's one guy. He's wearing... Um, there are so, so let me let me explain. So there are several uniformed officers, beat cops, and then there are several non-uniformed officers, perhaps detectives. Um, one of these un-uniformed officers, he's wearing a brown trench coat, button-up, fedora. Um, he's smoking a cigarette, and he turns around and he says, "Welcome back." And he kind of just gives oh, you a, a smile. This isn't the bar. Sorry, my mistake. Wrong room. <laughs> and he says, "Come in." We're just uh, going through everything over here. And he points at the, the suitcase. Literally, they've pulled everything out of the rooms, anything that could be a personal effect. Are you from the laundry? Uh, no, I'm from <laughs> the New York State Police. Or not the New York State Police, the New York City Police Department. I didn't know they had a laundry service. See, uh, see as the guys were going in, in the room, and uh, I'm guessing, well, you might have been at the back just because of what he's just been through. Could, is there any chance he could just kind of run away <laughs> and go down to like the, the foyer or something like that? Um, and and he, or or would he, would it be obvious? You know, with one you're, two. Three, you're you're right. You're right in the doorway. So if you were like bolt, they definitely see you. But you could try and just get away. I run. I run down for the left and go downstairs and went to. I went to sit in the the foyer or something like that and hide. So as soon as you bolt, the detective, he kind of snaps and says, go get him. And three uniformed officers, they just bolt. <laughs> can um, we play the case? That they have to get up. past the other ones before they can. They yeah, don't, they, they don't, exactly. they don't uh, I mean, they bull rush they're in the way. Um, they're just going to plow right through them like linebackers. They don't, they don't care about their safety <laughs> hurting them. Um, so they're chasing you, William. Uh, we'll come back to that. Um, but the detective, he says, now, for the three of you that are still here, why don't you come inside? And he just kind of gives you this big smile. He says, we're all friends here. Do I recognize any of them from when uh, we were stopped in Fowler's car? No, no. This is a big city, so this is probably a completely different precinct. Okay. Um, all right. And he says, now, if I need to, and he kind of looks at the uniform officers who have put down your stuff, and they've just, they're, they're kind of just turned to you, kind of cross-armed or standing there. One's even got like a hand on a baton. Says, we can bring you in. What's, what's this all about? He says, I'm glad you asked that. 
by the way, my name is DeMarc. And he reaches in and he says, now, you know what this is? And he kind of brings, pulls out a paper and he unfolds it. Um, what is your law, Tommy? Yeah, that's some like right on the edge of asking if he's got a warrant. Seventy. Uh, yeah, it's a warrant. Okay. Time by a judge. All right. And he says, uh, "We got a warrant to search your uh, your hotel room for uh, any sign of suspicious activity or acts of conspiracy." Don't say a word, gentlemen, until we get a lawyer. Now, aren't you a lawyer, Mr. Uh, Anderson? I hope to be someday. Yeah. And he says, well, why don't you come on in and we'll close the door. The others will grab uh, your friend. Which one is he? His name, uh, and he opens up a, a pan. He goes, is he Mr. Uh, Thompson? Is he Mr. Epstein? How about Olmstead Green, the one who ran away? Which one is he? Or is it Mr. Hawk? It's definitely not Fowler. I recognize Dexter Fowler. <laughs> not going to answer my question. That's all right. Come on in. What do you guys do? I'll go in. All right. Felix Thompson. Well, I'll, I'll, I'm just going to quietly sit down. All right. Yeah, you can just I'll, I'll sit on the couch. Yeah, I'll follow them. Apparently, these guys have us uh, at a disadvantage. And uh, and then Mark, he kind of reaches out and he says, uh, he "says easy there, old timer. Why don't you uh, why don't you take a seat right next to Mr. Epstein?" I remember there was a time when people uh, respected their elders. Yeah, well, we stopped respecting them after their uh, scene at the home of a murder victim. Mm -hmm. Yeah, your uh, your boy over here, Anderson. Yeah, and Mr. Fowler. They were uh, seen at a Mr. Giles' home. And it turns out Mr. Giles was murdered. Isn't that just a coinky dink? He's murdered, and you're at his house. Uh, Mr. Giles. Sorry, I'm not familiar with the name. Is this Giles? Well. Mr. Anderson's here, and Mr. Fowler is uh, was there, oh, and Mr. Anderson and Mr. Anderson stays here with you, Mr. Hawk, Mr. Epstein, and Mr. Olmstead Green. Now it would be kind of uh, be kind of odd for just Mr. Anderson over here to go to the house by himself. Where were where were uh, where were the four of you? Off murdering Mr. Giles while Mr. Anderson over here. Busted into their house? Actually, I was working on a thesis uh, for a class that I'm teaching. Hmm. And he kind of smiles and says, What class? Where? Well, I'm, I'm a professor at Brown University and you're on holiday. A wild beast school year is And he kind of smiles and just leans up against the, the, the armchair of the couch. With uh, where Tommy's sitting, and he says, "Well, if you're on holiday, then uh, why are you writing a thesis?" Oh, that is my holiday. I'm uh, a professor. That's you, think, hobby. you think I'm a child? One of these children that go go on uh, their spring or summer break and 
go out to the beach or something? Do you look at my complexion? Do I look like I go out on the beach? Well, let's talk about your complexion, Mr. Thompson, because you certainly look a little pale and you look a little, uh, a little hurt. No, just my pride. Oh, you weren't uh, hurt or anything, were you? Again, just my pride. Uh, well, uh, if you don't mind, we'd like to just search you. Just make sure that there's nothing conspiratory on your person now. We can always go down to the station if you'd like to do that. Is that a problem for any of you gentlemen? You're searching me for what exactly? We're just gonna search your pockets, make sure you're not, you don't have any, uh, say, keys to Mr. Giles' apartment. You don't have the same gun uh, that was used to, to murder him. Or uh, if he wasn't murdered with the weapon, you'd know if, if what he was murdered with, where you three, uh, you were at his house after all. And I can uh, put the pieces together relatively well in my head. Uh, you know what he was killed with, but maybe you were injured in the fight. Maybe you were hurt, Mr. Thompson. And he kind of smiles. Hmm. Well, let's go ahead and uh, have you each stand up. And, uh, and this gentleman over here, and he points at a, at a uniformed officer. He's just going to patch it down. <laughs> oh, they're in retreat. <laughs> I'm going to need to refer to my sheet for this. Okay. <laughs> he says that he has a warrant. Oh, no. I have oh. quite a lot of things in my yeah. pockets. <laughs> Pigeons gonna... start flying out. A bunny rabbit hops away. Well, he starts with uh, with Tommy. Um, and he kind of points and has you, you know, jump up. Um, he says, now, you're a lawyer, I think. Uh, if what we gathered on you is correct, Mr. Anderson. Yeah, trust me, we did our homework. And he just kind of gives you a smile. Says, anything on your person now? I just hold my arms up. He says, all right, search him. Do you have anything conspiratory on you? I don't think so. I mean, I have a, my gun, but I don't. Gun is fine. Yeah. yeah. They're not going to. There's nothing illegal about it. No, there's nothing illegal about the gun. Um, I mean, he the, the officer pulls it out, and he kind of looks at it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, specifically examining the handle. Not sure why, but he's examining the handle. And then he passes it back to you. And he kind of nods and says, all right, Mr. Thompson, if you can, stand up, that is. Are you making another crack at my age? So? No, I'm making a crack at your health. But like you said, it's just your pride that's been hurt. So why don't you stand up? Yeah, I'll stand up. All right. Do you have anything conspiratory on you and your person? I literally just came out of the hospital with just the police on my back, so nope. And they pat you down. There's nothing there. Uh, and he kind of walks over to you. Uh, Can I? Goes, Sorry, Henry. I just have a. Uh, you took Fowler's gun, didn't you? I didn't too. Oh, oh I would. Um, I guess I would have left that in the car. 
I just hold it once for one thing. Did you pass it back to Fowler? No. Give me a luck roll. <laughs> Sorry. Sure. Continuity, you know. Yeah. I don't know why you would leave a gun lying in the car. In a car. I, mean, like, I wasn't, I didn't pocket it or anything like that, but sure, I mean. Well, I left it in the car that Fowler has it. <laughs> wow, I got a ten. Okay. Out of this Okay, so you left it in the car. That's an extreme. So you left it in the car. Yep. So Fowler has his gun. <laughs> nope. I mean, well, I don't know. That's 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 between Hawk and Fowler since they, they left. Yeah. But you, I mean, he basically passed it back to me when I put it in the seat. Okay. Because I was, I was engrossed in the car. Man, I'm still in Mr. Morphine. She was in Mr. Morphine, so. Sure. Um, the mark then approaches Felix, and he just kind of puts his hands behind his back, and he just says, all right, Hebe, stand up. I'll stand up. And he goes, all right, search him. He doesn't, doesn't do the rigmarole with you, you just search him. And he pats you down. Um, is there anything funny you'd like to do as a comic relief bit? I'll give you a one. Um... I would uh, just like to start just sort of slowly spitting out orange sponge balls <laughs> from my mouth <laughs> while he's searching me. <laughs> Six of them in total. <laughs> okay. So, so you do this. We're gonna, while you're doing that, we're going to jump over to William. So William, you're running down the hallway. All right. Uh, you are muted, my friend. William is hoping that one of the lifts is still on this floor as we came up, uh, so he can jump into it. Definitely give me a luck roll on that. Ah, <laughs> oh uh, crap. No. Okay. Um, so... uh, he heads for the stairs then. <laughs> All right, you see... The uh, the 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 uh, the door is closed, and it would take time to bring it up. As you you see this, you kind of stopped. Um, you hear uh, a man go, "Hey!" and he points at you, um, and you turn around. There's three officers. One's got his hand in his gun. The other two have already drawn their batons, um, and they say, uh, "Stop where you are!" And they're like they're like at this point like jogging towards you. Are the stairs nearby? <laughs> Let's find out. High or low? Uh, hi. Yeah, they're nearby. I, I, tr I bolt for the door. All right. Here's what I'm going to need you to do. We're going to do uh, dexterity rolls, see how fast you are compared to them. Okay? Okay, doc. Yeah. All right. All right. That was a fail. Uh, how bad was your fail? Uh, 12 points over. Okay, well, so you have, you've re, you've, you run to the door, you push it open, uh, the men are still kind of 
trudging behind you. Um, you you have a lead on them. So okay. what now? Dynasty. Um, You're on the top floor. Oh, Dynasty, you're saying. Okay. Um, so you begin rushing down the stairs. Um, you're about a, a floor and a half ahead when they burst through. And they uh, and the two guards with the batons, they're running down. But the guy with the gun, he points down and he says, uh, stop or we'll shoot. You're resisting arrest. I have a wee moment where I think, what would my friend Tommy do right now? Well, you know what Tommy would do. <laughs> you may be thinking what Hawk may do. <laughs> Ah, uh, keep going. Okay. <laughs> That's not what I would do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, William, you begin running, and as soon as you, 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 you run, he's kind of tracking with the gun, but uh, as you uh, near a corner, that he just, you're, you're nearing the, the stairs where he can't, he can't point down, but he kind of raises it up, and he just begins running along them. Okay. Um, give me another dex roll. That was a success. Uh, 25 points success under um so uh, is that a hard uh no just just over a hard okay so they are gaining lead on you they're like they're, they're, they're jumping steps um you had a lead however so let's go ahead and do another dexterity roll what would you like to do are you going to keep going or are you going to enter into another floor i, I want to i want to try and dodge them and jump into a floor hopefully i'm far enough ahead that they don't know it's exactly the next door they come to you know so okay. i went to i went to dive through a door sure let's do it dexterity. that's a fail this time well they barely passed with a 42 um they're just doing base dexterity um so uh they're closing in on you they've they've seen you go through the door um there's maids on this floor kind of cleaning up. And as soon as they see the cops burst through, they immediately just like, they put their hands up and they go off to the side. Uh, you're just running through. One more dexterity roll. That's a success. There's is also a success. How? 24, how uh, 24 points under. It's not a hard, but still 24 points under. It's not a hard. This isn't a hard either. Uh, they're maintaining pace. Uh, what do you do now? So there's the, there are doors, there are open rooms. So uh, so are these are these guys in the same corridor as me already? Yes, they're just they're 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 about ten feet behind you. They're closing in. And, uh, and how the floor is situated, it's like a box. It comes right back round. Yeah, like in terms of the corridors. Yeah, so it's, the quarters are like a box. So you came through one, you're going to go up, and then it's going to have to turn left, and then another left, and then another left, and it would just be a circle. Right. <laughs> right, I run around the box back to the stairs again. Give me an exterior roll. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, a hard success. Okay. So you run through the door, um, but a maid has just pushed her cart out, um, and they're stopped by the maid. They literally collide with it. Um, so you're home free. Doesn't look good for the three in the room, but you're fine. 
I don't know why. He doesn't know. All right. So you are all three in the room. Um, he searched you. There's nothing there. Um, it's at this point that the three men um, come back into the room, tired, they're panting. Uh, DeMarcus, he just shouts, uh, where is he? And they say, uh, he, we lost him, sir. He, he, he went down a few floors and he ran around and we just lost him. And, uh, and he sighs. Tommy do a little snicker. And he, uh, and DeMarc sighs, but when he hears her snicker, Tommy, he kind of turns back to you and smiles and says, now why would Mr. Olmstead Green run away? He, he's not feeling very well. Oh, wow. Just so uh, you understand, Mr. Anderson, you were found. Let's go through this. And he opens up his, his notebook. You were found, you, at the home of Mr. Harrison Giles. Now, you know who Mr. Harrison Giles is, correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. I assume you did. All right. You're also investigating uh, Mr. Tucker. Now, we got that from Mr. Converse. He says that Mr. Fowler, who seems to be turning up everywhere, and Mr. Epstein came to his office, and they, uh, he says that they intimidated him. You know anything about that? I don't know, sir. How about you, Mr. Epstein? Know anything about, uh, about Mr. Converse saying you came up to his floor and you started intimidating him? Keine machen, officer. <laughs> and he kind of just like rolls his eyes in disgust um, and he turns back to you, Mr. Anderson. And he says, now, uh, tell me, are you familiar with the Don't See Me restaurant? It's over on East 12th. <clears throat> uh, sorry, I was coughing. I didn't hear that. Are you familiar with uh, the Don't See Me restaurant? It's over on 12th Street. I don't recall. You don't recall? That's odd. Because the bartender recalls you. Yeah, took us a little while uh, to get it out of him, but he recalls you coming in. Yeah. Didn't say what about, didn't say really anything other than you guys came in. But uh, you guys came in and you had some drinks and left, but you were all together at the same restaurant as Mr. Giles. Now, I don't know what you think you're up to, what kind of game you're playing at here, but you guys, uh, you're leaving some pretty easy pieces for me to find. Uh, especially Mr. Fowler telling the, uh, the deputy commissioner his full name and your full name. Which was very simple for us to, you know, dig into. Uh, we also called a, a Miss Court. Yeah. She was a little worried about you, especially now that you're one of the suspects in a murder investigation. Is my lawyer on his way yet? Aren't you a lawyer? No, not yet. Oh, we're not in a, we're not in a cell, Mr. Anderson. Are we under not? arrest? 
Are we free to leave? Well, Mr. Olmstead Green will probably be brought in for questioning as he, uh, he fled. We'll definitely want to talk with him some more, seeing as how he ran away. Maybe he, he had something to hide. But uh, for now, we, uh, we're going to be keeping an eye on you. Uh, there's nothing in your bags. So, no, not arrest yet. You're not under arrest yet. And he... Uh, and kind of smile because he knows that you understand that you're not you've asked if you're you know are we under arrest is this a is this an interrogation and he knows he can only do so much mm-hmm. this is a time before miranda rights and the oh, time really? of, oh yeah. yeah he doesn't he, there's a lot in the 1920s and 30s that he can do just just because yeah um but he also understands that he, the warrant is to investigate your room, you happen to be in the room, he's asking you questions, but he can't really do anything. Mm-hmm. He knows his limit. Um, so he says, why don't you uh, tell Mr. Olmstead Green uh, to, to contact us, because we're going to find him. You seem to all be together quite a bit of the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to want his uh, bags. We're also going to want Mr. Fowler and Mr. Hawk to come in as well. But We'll leave that for another time. I'm sure we'll catch up with them real soon. And kind of gives you a smile. You're free to leave. Grab your, your shit over here. We packed it up real nice for you. And he kind of points at them throwing your clothes all over the ground, <laughs> looking through your bags. And he says, now, you guys have a nice rest of your day. And he kind of winds everyone and points to the door, and they all begin to leave. Um... And as um, and as DeMarc leaves, uh, he opens the door uh, and he says, you should know, boys, that uh, you really think about cooperating with us. After all, you know, we're interested in figuring out who killed Mr. Giles and in turn, Mr. Tucker. Perhaps, you know, this can be a mutual friendship. But I hope that uh, you're not going anywhere soon. Are you saying Tucker's dead? We don't know. Oh, okay. But definitely now I in his case again. And he kind of gives and he just gives you this this smile. It's a little unnerving. He says, We're all looking for the same kinds of things here. Clearly. Mm-hmm. We're all on the same side. Yeah. We're all on the same side. But don't go anywhere. You leave the city and we'll know. After all, you're our number one suspects. And he opens the door and he says, Ta-ta now. And he just slams it behind him. Say, not <laughs> We dodged the bullet, boys. Yep, I've just discovered that from now on, I'm just going to deal with the police by pretending that I don't speak English. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what would you guys like to do now? Well, I guess um, repack <laughs> our luggage would be a good idea. <laughs> I'm going yeah, to see if um, anything is actually missing. 
Um, been a distraction from the real goal they might have been searching for something. Well, they were clearly uh, looking besides, for something. Besides, besides, besides quote-unquote weapons. Yeah, they were clearly looking for something, some kind of suspicious activity, something that they can they can hit on you guys. Um, they they clearly didn't find anything because nothing's missing. Um, but yes, um, it, 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 on Tommy's end, yes, that warrant is a legit warrant. Everything that he just said. In, in, in nowadays could pin you to Giles' murder if they had any sort of physical evidence. All they really need at this point is someone to say, yep, they went into the alleyway. Giles was there. But it doesn't seem, it didn't seem like the bartender, the bartender said he, you guys were there, but he didn't say that, oh yeah, Mr. Hawk and Mr. Uh, Thompson walked outside and they came inside and, and they went to the alleyway looking for some guy and then they all left. He didn't say that. Um, but all they need really is, is physical evidence. They don't really need anything else. It's the, mm -hmm. it's 1930. That's really all they need. There's no DNA evidence or fingerprints or forensics of really any kind. And any forensics that would have been outside in the wet alleyway would have been discreditable anyways. It's unusable. So really all they're looking for is just They've got a cause that mm -hmm. they're not telling you, but you just need a weapon at this point. Some way yeah. of telling We're you. definitely suspects, so yeah. I, I can understand that. Oh, yes. And it's, and it's all legit. The judge signed it. Mm -hmm. I, I do, in the back of my head, I just keep thinking, though, even though it all still may be legit, they still might be corrupt cops. So it's almost oh, like I wanted to push the law stuff, but at the same time, I realized they could just do whatever they want, too. At, it, you could definitely tell that DeMarc was, especially with that last line, by bringing up Timothy he, and, and saying, like, don't go anywhere. Mm -hmm. You should cooperate with us. We're all on the same side. We're looking for, for Timothy Tucker, too. Um, you don't, it, it's up in the air, but if he were a corrupt cop, it's, then it, it would be clear that they're still needing to work within the boundaries. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. They're cops. They're not gangsters. Mm -hmm. If they need to kill you, they'd hire gangsters. <laughs> a, a cop isn't going to kill you. Gangsters will. But yes, uh, on the legal side, this is 100% legit. They're actually looking at you as suspects. They okay. don't have anything right now, but everything they were saying was legit. Mm -hmm. And William ran away. That does not look good. No, it only, only the guilty run. <laughs> okay um at this point it's about four o'clock we're gonna jump over to hawk and fowler um it'll take them time to drive back so while they're driving back we'll do the theater but for now um so hawk and fowler you have pulled up to larry's diner in green lake um do you want to go inside and sit down, or do you want to wait in your car? Okay. No, we'll go inside yeah. and sit down. Yeah, we'll go inside. Uh, bring the ledger, keep it, uh, or keep the ledger in the trunk. No, uh, I am going, I'd rather not, just in case something does happen. 
what are you going to do then? Well, I was thinking because I don't want the I don't want the ledger to be because you never know who's going to show up, right? So, are you going to take the ledger or are you going to leave it in the truck in the car? You know, I'll leave it in the car. Okay, leave it in the trunk. Yeah, um, nobody can see it. Fowler, give me a spot hidden. I pass. As you get out, you see your gun laying in the back seat. Oh, there, there it is. I quickly grab it and I holster it. Okay. He's got a gun. Boom. No. <laughs> no. Okay. So you holster your weapon. Let's you go leave. inside and get something to eat. Okay. Um, just so you know, I am locking the vehicle. Okay. You lock the vehicle. Okay. Um, you go inside and you wait a couple hours. Um, so now it's around 4 o'clock, 4.20. Um, no one showed up, but uh, but Hawk, you're the first. Fowler's probably like picking his pancakes or something like that. Um, but Hawk, what you see is uh, you hear the bell ring and you look up, just like you've been doing for the last couple hours, and uh, and there they come. It's uh, it's the state investigators. Leon, he kind of takes off uh, his hat, uh, bald head, and he kind of you know, tucks it under his arm and he approaches you. Uh, the other state investigator uh, is standing by the door. Um, I'm calling him the other state investigator right now because I don't have his name pulled up on my screen. So we're just going to call him the other guy. Um, <laughs> Leon, he approaches and he says, uh, gentlemen. Have a seat. And he sits down. Alex Fletcher, that's right. I wanted to say his name was Alex, but I didn't want to just blurt it out and have people be confused. Um, all right, so Leon, he sits down, he puts his hand on the table. Um, he flags down a waitress and says, coffee. And then that's, that's it. Um, first here it says, Mr. Hawk, Mr. Fowler. Yes. Before uh, we start, is there any chance that anybody knows that you've come out here? No, I don't think so. We have something that may be important to your case. Such as? We have the let We have a ledger. And I kind of, you know, be quiet and like... And his eyes immediately widen his... You have... And he kind of just looks around and says, you have a ledger. We have the ledger. Yes. Any any nods? Um, this is well. I, uh, and he kind of stumbles his words. <laughs> uh, and he said, uh, and he kind of uh, chuckles. Um, and he kind of leans back in his chair and says, uh, "To be honest, I didn't know any of you could do anything. Uh, kind of showed me up." Well. I wanted to make sure we actually, you know, so it doesn't actually look like we're, you know, so we had, I had it for a while. And he nods. And he says, um, and you've legitimized it. You've had someone go over it. You know, it's the ledger. 
Yes. And he nods and says, all right, what is the process then? What do you want to do? What do you want? We want to hand it over, um, you know, just to, to make sure because, you know, I want to take down the mayor and, you know, these corrupt city officials as much as you do because, you know, I do live in this city. And he kind of eyes you, Fowler, and he says, when did you find the ledger? I, I kind of look at Clifton, and I'm like... Don't look at me, Clifton. You want, uh, Don't look at me, Fowler. You wanted all the credit for this. It's been a few days. <laughs> yeah. It's been a few days, Fowler. Like nearly a week. Yeah. Um, no, I, yeah, I'm like, well, I tell him. Do you want me to explain it, Fowler? Uh, no, I, I got, I, you know, I just, I just want to make sure, you know, should we, you know, involve, you know, I'm just, this is out of game. Should we, you know, I will. Uh, we actually found it in Timothy's possessions. Well then, this is definitely evidence that Mr. Tucker was blackmailing the committee. Probably holding that over them and they were probably given payouts. Yeah. Yeah. Alright. Well, do you have it? And he goes, well, I need to know. I need to see it. You, you say oh. that you have it and me giving you whatever you need or want is not going to work. Can you trust your partner? And he kind of looks over at, uh, at Alex Fletcher and he says, of course, we've been working on this since the very beginning. The state investigation office is not corrupted. We're not some low-life beat cops. Check, please. Okay. Right. Follow your uh, time. <laughs> okay. All right. Fine. Oh, whatever. And I'm like, I go out to my vehicle. Okay. Unlock the, and I grab the ledger. Okay. Um. I I have everything. I'm, I'm at a hair trigger to pull out my gun and shoot somebody if somebody makes a funny move. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, like, all right. um, all right, uh, and um, so you pull it out. Um, Leon he moves over, and he kind of uh, kind of outstretches his hand like he wants to look at it himself. Okay, I'm like, I hand it over. I'm like, I hear you go. And he, uh, and he takes it and he just opens it and he begins slipping through it. And you can just see all the red going everywhere. Um, and he looks shocked. 
and, uh, and Leon goes, uh, Alex, he kind of holds it up and Alex approaches and he takes it and looks through it. And uh, Mr. Fletcher, he goes, uh, this is everything from easily the past year. Dexter, um, why don't you give him the other sheet too? And I also hand them the other papers too. This is from the ledger that's in the office right now. So you 100% have... We have some papers. You have them on uh, on collusion, though. We can match these with the pages in here, and it's going to show something completely different. Mm-hmm. And Leon, he kind of just he kind of just laughs and says, "Well, can't believe you managed to do this." Uh, it was all Dexter. Well, Mister Fowler. Um, and he tucks it under his arm and he holds at his hand. Uh, both Alex and Leon, they hold out their hand and say, well, thank you. And this goes to you too, Mr. Hawk. I'm sorry, what goes to me? Uh, some appreciation. Oh, I didn't have anything at all to do with it. Wow. Uh, and, and Leon, he smiles and he nods, but, uh, but they shake your hand, Fowler. And I kind of, you know, hand out, get my, I shake their hand too. I'm like, I hope this will help you guys. We'll send this directly to the state investigations office and we'll have um, Hofstetter. Don't send it. Put it in their hands directly. We'll put it in his hands directly and we'll have Hofstetter give you a debrief. He needs to know everything. He needs to know where you guys got this and what it involved. Yes, that's fine. All right. Um, well, this case isn't done with just this. And he holds the ledger. Well, that's a big chunk of it. We did not originally intend for this to be our, our investigation. We were just looking for Mr. Tucker. Wow. We still are. Because of his wife and sister, not because of any kind of investigation. No. If you're still interested in helping us, we'd appreciate the help. But if this is where you want to leave it, this is where you want to leave it. Any nods? We'll take this to the state investigation, investigation office and we'll let that be it. All right? All right. Uh, and he says, well, and don't go messing around with this anymore. Understand? Trouble, yes. trouble should st- soon stop. If you continue investigating, I don't know if trouble will continue. Here's my card if Mr. Uh, Hofstetter needs to speak to me. Of course. And I hand them my card to you. All right. Well, but I personally would not like myself or any of my colleagues' names mentioned involved with this except mr fowler if he would like the credit for it all well we probably won't be posting anything in the paper until after the investigation's done if the investigation even makes any headway which this certainly will help with once we have the memos yeah yeah. once we have the memos we'll we'll do a spearhead campaign against him all right and uh, and that's it so they take the ledger and they get in their car they drive away. Uh, shall we head back to our apartment? The boys should have moved all of our stuff to the new 
new place by now. Well, yes, I think that one might be good. All right. So, uh, Hawk and Fowler have just given over uh, the ledger to the state investigators. So, uh, yes. Um, now we can get back to trying to find Mr. Tucker. So, uh, with that, they, 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 uh, you guys go to, uh, the hotel. Um, it's just around six o'clock. Um, so you guys can have a little discussion before heading off to, uh, to, to the theater to kind of give, uh, some final thoughts about this whole mess. Um, do you so so Hawk has informed everyone of what's happened. The state investigators say that if this is if this is it, stop investigating this, move on. We'll continue. All right. Well, yeah, I mean uh, that seems to have sewn that up. Um let's, let's just hope they get it, I suppose. I, I say keep your eyes on your on your backs for quite a while because Yeah. Hey, I've been wondering something, Fowler. What's oh yes. Why why were you so keen to get the mob to take a hit out on you? Um I don't I didn't get a mob to get a hit on me, so But you 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 wanted to be known as the person who delivered the ledger. To the Seabury Commission. I mean, so, someone's not going to like that, are they? I, I mean, me, it's a pretty brave thing to do. You know, don't get me wrong. I'm impressed. Take some some cojones, as they say down in Spanish Harlem. But um, should we tell Greta what just happened? That we had the ledger all along, and that we. Turned it in, or should we keep that a secret? I look so at everything. We got hold of the ledger and turned it in. So we're not interested. She's interested in bringing down the the government. Uh, we're not. The thing is, if if we tell her that just now that we've done that, then she's going to spill the beans before they actually act on it. That's true. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Don't tell her. Did, did we? Did, I assume we're okay, telling. Yeah. We're, we're, right. we're telling Clifton and Hawk about the we're under suspects and all that. Well, that's right. Yeah, I assume you would have told us all that, right? Yeah. Yeah. As soon as you guys get yeah. back, I'll, I'll fill you all in on the details. Oh, holy crap! And, and just to let you know, William was down either in the foyer around the side of the building, waiting and to see if anyone was coming out or in, and then just came in and yeah, oh, yeah. What are you doing hiding behind that plant? <laughs> we can Somebody <laughs> might want to consider turning yourselves in just to be on the safe side, but it's up to you. Well, what? I think we should go to the theater. That's what I think. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I told the guy we'd be there at 6 o'clock. Okay. You guys want to go to the theater? We could always go to the cops in the morning if we want. Uh, that whole thing seems so weird. 
You say they had a warrant? It was legit. How did the a warrant for what? They, we are suspects in Guile's murder. And yet they walked away and didn't take you into the police house to interrogate you. Yep. So far, there's no hard evidence. They but. could still take you in and question you. Um, all right. Something is fucking crazy about New York City. So thank God we're from Massachusetts. It's, it's around six o'clock. Um, let's see here. Who do I want to do it? Thompson is the closest to the phone. You hear it ring. Okay. Um, yes, this is Jeffrey with Union Trust of New York City. Oh, yes. Uh, Yes, um, you were uh, recently, uh, in, the, in the past couple days, or the last few days, we were talking to a man named uh, Oliver. He was, a, he was a banker with us. He said that you, uh, you left a check with us. Um, you wanted to see uh, who cashed it? Yes. Yes. Um, so what we have here um, is the, the check was cashed on uh, the 24th of March. Uh, we have an address for you, and we have a name. Right. So I'll, I'll basically write all this stuff down. Uh, I, I, I'll say one moment, let me grab uh, a pad of uh, paper and, and a pen. Uh, yes, sir. Um, the name on the account, um, well, there's two primary holders. There's the one who uh, began um, there. We're not really sure on everything, but it sounds like it's a trust account. Um, the person who instated the trust is a William Darby. Okay. The active user on it, however, um, if I let me, and he flips through some papers and says, yes, uh, the files that we have, uh, the active user on it is a Tally Darby. Tally, and I'll, I'll write this out. Um, as I'm writing it out, I'll say it out loud, a Tally Darby. Okay. So everyone has now heard Tally Darby. Um, yes, the address is 2023 65th Street. It's uh, in Brooklyn. There were no Darbys in. There's no W Darbys in the There's phone. There's no Darby? Okay. And then, well, you also. Yeah, there was no William Darby, and there was no, you didn't know Tally's last name. Yeah. Phone books are alphabetical in last name. So, uh, you now have the full name, Tally Darby. Okay. All right. And we have an address. You have an address. Okay, so is, uh, mm -hmm. is there anything mm -hmm. else that I can provide for you, Mr. Thompson? Oh. That, that would be it. Thank you so right. much for your help. And thank you, sir. It hangs up the phone. All right. So we have names and address. All right. What now? We have a lead on Tally Darby. And she's on 65th Street. Mm hmm In Brooklyn. How far away is that? It's across the bridge, so it's going to be about an hour. 
Okay. So it'll be not sun. It'll be sundown. It's, it won't be night. It'll be sundown by that point. What time is it now? About six o'clock. It's literally the bank's closing time. Is uh, Mr. Epstein or Mr. Fowler, since they live in New York City, are they familiar with that neighborhood? Is it a residential? Yeah, um, Fowler and Felix. Um, you guys do know that area. Um, it's an inter it's the International Quarter. Um, so it's a mixture, especially right there in Brooklyn. It's a mixture of, uh, of Chinese, Russian, Jewish, African American, um, and Chinese. There's all kind of clammed into one small section. Um, in Brooklyn. It's not Chinatown. They're not, it's not separate. It's just one big district. So if you were to drive down there, you'd see, you know, signs written in English and Jewish, Chinese, um, some Russian here and there. Um, so yeah, it is the international quarter. There, it's, it, there are apartments and there are brownstones in that area, but it's very run down. It, there's not a lot of money being sunk into the international quarter. Okay. Well, should we go and see? I'm not even sure why, unless Mr. Timothy is there. Should we go uh, stake the place out? We can. Just go knock on our door. Get a, get a basic idea. It seemed, you know, it seemed like Tally was in love with Timothy or something. They had something going on. And the check was written on the day that uh, Timothy disappeared. If I am remembering my notes correctly. Uh, maybe, wow. maybe this is the day before. Maybe, the day before, yes. I may be taking it too too far, but I was kind of wondering if Timothy had a, a second uh, identity, you know. Uh, maybe he did. Well, it wouldn't be unheard of for him to have uh, paid his mistress 300 bucks because he was planning on disappearing, and then he'd have the 300 bucks waiting for him there. 3,000, wasn't it? It was 300 but that's the equivalent of like oh, right. that's the equivalent of let me do my math here that's the equivalent of about 3700 so times by 14 or maybe he was just uh, leaving us some money to get by on until he came back maybe in any case we can go see if we can find him should we all pull up there and Knock on his door. How do we want to? How do you want to handle this, folks? Just it's it's more like five thousand dollars. More like five thousand. That doesn't matter. All right. I know it doesn't, but how do you want to handle this? Well, I I don't think. I mean, you know. We we don't know that she's done anything wrong, right? Um, so I think like a great big mob of half a dozen strangers turning up on her doorstep um, might be a bit overwhelming. So I think maybe just if if a couple of people just go in and question her, William's happy to wait in the car or something like that, you know. 
Okay, so who all is going then? I'll, I'll go. Okay, Thompson will go. Well, we can all go. We just don't all have to go up and. I'm okay. Who will be going up to the door? How about let's uh, let's ask that. Oh, wait in the car with William. So. I guess I could wait in the, I could wait in the car too, but I can also go up to the door too. I'll go Doesn't up. matter to me. Okay. Who's who's good at who's good at persuading and all of that? You know. I don't know. My persuade's not very good. It's forty. I've got quite a good fast talk, but my persuade is not very good at all. Uh, you know, we're going into a Jewish neighborhood. We do have Felix. He'll understand. He'll fit in better. Well, it's uh, it's not just Jewish. It's just it's an amalgamation of the unwanted. I, I understand that, but I don't think that she's uh, black or uh, Russian or, or Chinese. Yeah, Chinese. <laughs> so she's probably Jewish. And considering the Jewish star thing that we found. Anyways, what do you think? I don't know. You want to just you and me, Felix? Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. What was that? So it's so it's Thompson, Hawk, and Epstein going up to the door. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Everyone else is waiting in the car. All right. Um. So Fowler is driving. As you guys get into Brooklyn, um, the weather has turned rather cold and dreary. Um, it's very obvious that this is not the best part of town. Um, you can see that there are homeless men and women walking down the side of walk. There are kind of old rickety signs. Um, there's some neon signs. Any of the corner shops, people that with a lot of traffic, they have them. But there are Chinese lettering, some Russian um, mainly. But you can see everyone um, kind of walking around. Uh, it's beginning to sprinkle just a little bit. So uh, anyone who can afford uh, an umbrella uh, has, has one up. Everyone else just has a newspaper and just covering their head as they rush into a, a shop or a deli or something like that. Um, it's definitely run down. It's definitely run down and very, very, very like depressing. The depression has hit this area very hard. Mm -hmm. um, as you leave the main street of the International District and you've entered into the Brownstones, um, you can see also that these are very unkept. Um, they're nicer buildings, like they're, they're nice brick buildings. Um, at one point they would have been treated well. Um, Brooklyn wasn't always a rundown neighborhood. A lot of money was invested into it in the uh, 1910s and then it just collapsed, everyone left. So these are really relatively nice buildings. Their upkeep, however, is what makes them look rundown. Windows are boarded up. You know, it's it's just terrible. It's homeless people sleeping on the stairs. Ooh, you there's a tree. Yeah, there's one single tree. It's dead looking. Um, but you pull up to 2023 65th Street. Um, and what you see is um, this one stands out. So you've got all these brick brownstones, but um, there's this one wood... I wouldn't, I don't, it's not a brownstone, but it's a small house. It's a small, small long house um, with a little yard 
um, that's just kind of wedged between these two tenements, these two brownstones, uh, two, two, one tenement and then a brownstone. Um, it's, uh, the windows are covered, but not by blinds. Um, they appear to be from the street, uh, like decorative tapestries, almost translucent. Is she a fortune teller? Is there a, is there a light on inside? Uh, there is no light on. Is there um, a car or a vehicle or? There are cars that lie in this entire street. Um, it's difficult to say whether or not anyone here would be up here, but um, you can also see that uh, that the windows are barred. They've got big cast iron bars that go up and down, um, and the tapestries are held in place um, by bricks. You can literally see the bricks pressing up up against the glass. Um, so yeah. All right. Well, let's see what this is all about. You know, all I right. think you know. I think she could be a fortune teller, especially um, what um, Tommy and William said about the old woman they spoke to. And yeah, she was dressed rather bizarrely. Uh, magic talisman and all of that. What did you call it? Uh, you had a name for it. I can't remember. The Seal of Solomon, that's what you said. All right. So we go up and knock on the door. Uh, uh, okay. As you walk up, um, I'm going to say Felix is the, is the first one up. Um, the porch is very old and rickety. It's literally like groaning with each step you take. Um, as you approach Felix, since you're the first one up, I would like to give you, uh, no, well, um, yeah, give me a spot hidden. You're the first one up. Okay. Um, no, I have failed that with an 85. Okay. Um, so as you, you, you walk up um, to the door, and that's when you hear a crunch beneath your feet. Oh, no, I haven't trodden on another tortoise, have I? Do you look down? Yes. It's salt, but it's in a, it's in a circle around the door, like a semi, it's like a half circle around the door, the entrance. Um, it's been frozen over, and when, so when you put your foot down, it kind of crunched uh, the frozen salt. It's clearly been there for a while. Um, give me that you can see, uh, give me an intelligence roll. Yes. As you lift your foot up, you notice that the salt line has been broken, but it wasn't broken by you. The salt there is frozen as well. This happened uh, quite a while ago. Uh, I would also like you to do another spot hidden. Um, no, Felix, give me a locksmith. Five out of 60. You can see that the doors lock um 
to the untrained eye, to the unprofessional eye, it would look totally fine. But you're not just an amateur. Um, by looking, you can see that the lock's mechanisms have been broken. It remains relatively um, unnoticeable, but if someone were to stick something in there, a key, a lockpick set, they would feel that the mechanism's broken. The door is unlocked. I'm, I'm going to put my hand out to, to stop Hawk and Thompson and, and swing at the lock and just say, um, and whisper to them, we're, we're not the first people who've been here. Some Someone's worked that lock. I, I think this might be the bit where you get your gun out. Right. And Felix, you can see that the door, um, now that you're focusing on it, it slowly like wobbles, like my hand is now, just kind of shakes. It doesn't, it seems loose. Like the wind is just touching it. There's like, the, there's a draft inside that's combating the cold with, air out. With, with, with the back of my hand, I'm just slowly going to push the door open a little. Okay. Just you just slowly push it open. To, to look inside. You push it open and it's just a very slow creak as the wind kind of carries it. And what you see inside is a very dark and cold house. And you're immediately hit by this, this, this odd smell. You can hear them in the background. They're just laughing away. So loud, you people. We're on, a, we're on an important part. Um, it's very dark and it's very cold. He has not run through this house in quite some time. Um, it's too dark to see inside. That's how just isolated it, and it's, it's, it's nearly pitch black. But there's a smell coming from inside. It's a very warm and pleasant one. Um, you get a sense of just this odd mysticism. And we'll leave it there. I smell mysticism. <laughs> All right. Our players included Mick Swan, Jeff Wilkins, Corey Highstead, Ken Trench, Wayne Worthy, and myself, with Thomas McKeon as Keeper of the Secrets. We're currently producing four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. We have a new patron, Anders Benson, has pledged $5 a month. That's so awesome. Thank you so much. Anders. Thank you very much. If you'd like to become a patron, visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar or two a month helps us a lot. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch that bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments we like reading. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time. Good luck and good gaming.